Hello, and welcome to the Bethesda Podcast feed. It's here you can find all of our recorded services. And for more information, you can visit us at gobethesda.com. We hope you enjoy. Whatever struggle you're going through, whatever problems you brought in on a very mundane Wednesday night, I can tell you as a guy that has a lot of weird issues in his life, if you would just build your life upon God and say, despite everything, despite the fact that I'm a broke college student or that my car is literally being held together by duct tape, God, if I would just put my trust in you, none of that really matters because somehow, some way, he's going to work it out. That's the amazing part about our God. Thank you guys for responding to worship. I don't want to kill the spirit, but thank you guys for coming to Bethesda. Obviously, I am not Pastor Donovan Hill. That'd be a little weird. Uh, I'm Thomas. Uh, Donovan is at District Conference with McGuire and Sienna. Uh, so wish them luck as they travel and do things, or as Valerie says, hang out with his buddies. Um, super glad you guys are here. We have Milton Lede with us over there in the back. What's going on? So youth guys, you're in here. Fun fact. Um, in here, yeah, in here. Make sure you guys get your permission slips to meet Valerie for statewide this weekend. Speaking of Valerie, she's got some announcements, so come on up, yeah. Just a front man. Sorry, I'm off my game tonight. Uh, I'm just so thankful for the spirit I feel in this house tonight. And one thing we're going to do, uh, Brother Milton, when you're done, is we're going to have prayer for the sick tonight because there are some people who have asked that we pray. And, and listen... Here's the thing. Think about this. A woman comes to Jesus and says, heal my daughter. And he says, it's really not time for me to, to deal with you right now. Uh, I, I, it's, I, I really can't uh, talk to you right now. And she said, listen, even the dogs deserve the crumbs from the tables. You know what I've noticed about my dogs? They are relentless when it comes to those crumbs. I mean, relentless, aren't they? I mean, they just don't give up. They just don't give up. They're after those crumbs. And you know what? Uh, my faith is high tonight. There's some people that need healing in this house tonight, and they're going to get it. Hey, that's just crumbs from the master's table right there. That's not some big, special thing for him. And so uh, you can be seated. Uh, I, I'm going to make some announcements. As Thomas said, uh, statewide, it's a big youth uh uh, rally going on uh, Friday night in, in the Alexandria area. Your permission slips are due tonight, and you already know that. You can give them to me or Thomas, as he said. Listen, there's a basket back here on the table. We ask you to bring uh, candy-filled uh, plastic Easter eggs for the kids to hunt on Easter Sunday. That's what they do. They love it, and they're so adorable while they do it. I love it, so we appreciate anyone who wants to, uh, you can put them in the basket right back here. And coming up on May 6th, that's one day after May 5th, is, so we decided to go all in on a Senorita Social. So, you know, while other places are doing a ladies' tea or a ladies' brunch, Ladies, wouldn't you rather have strong iced coffee, super cool sodas, and a taco bar with great music? We're going to have prizes, and it's just going to be so much fun. Listen, we created a Facebook event page, and I wish not only would you say 
don't just say you're interested. Say you're going, for heaven's sake. Just go ahead and say you're going. If you're going, say you're going. And share it on your page. If you're not going, say nothing. Just repost it on your page, right? Invite your friends. It's just going to be so much fun. It's going to be a great time. Sarah Houston is going to be our guest speaker. Uh, they pastor in South Louisiana, even further south than this. You're going to love her. She's funny. She's, she's just full of life. It's just going to be uh, just a great time. And uh, so put that on your calendar, ladies, May 6th. And so you don't want to miss that. Um, I'm going to... Uh, say a prayer over the tithes and the offerings it's an honor to give to the lord it's an honor to give to the lord it's not a matter if you can't afford to give you can't afford not to give to the lord he's so faithful he is so faithful and so let me pray over the tithes and offering right now father thank you for your word thank you for the covenant that says if we trust you with our finances you're going to open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you said we can't contain. And so we just grab hold of that promise tonight and we trust you with it. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. If you have money to give in the baskets, here they are. You know how to give online. Uh, mix and mingle and be as you give tonight. Day, father of, of Seth Leday, who's given me a handful earlier today. So, come on, Seth, what are you doing, man? Um, sorry, he's gonna be with us today. So, you know, give him your attention. Milton kills it. Super passionate guy. Awesome dude. Uh, yeah, I'm just here to introduce you, man. So, whatever you got, come on up, bro. I don't know if you need. Yeah. We're like the worst introduction ever. Testing. Praise the Lord, church. Such a sweet move of the spirit in this place, Sister Valerie. Um, I feel God's presence. Um, 
been praying and been fasting for the last couple of days trying to get this word inside of me. You know, it's a challenge to try to hear what God wants to say for his people. You know, it's not about me. It's about his people. It's about you. Amen. Praise God. I hope this message that um, I'm going to attempt to deliver um, helps you. Amen. Praise God. And so um, I would like to open up with a couple of scriptures. And that first scripture is Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under the sun. Amen. Praise God. And then um, Psalms 119. Let me put my glasses on. Psalms 19, verse 1. Um, Heavens proclaim the glory of God. Skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or a word. Their voice is never heard, but yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. Amen. And I have one more scripture. Isaiah 55, starting at verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, Neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. Amen. Praise God. Lord, help me to get this message out, Lord God. Take control. Hallelujah. You know the needs of the people. Help me to deliver it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. You know, all throughout the Bible, God has set patterns And we talked about one of those patterns, the way he shows his patterns. He even shows it in the heavens. He displayed across the heavens. Amen. You know, he has set patterns so that we can understand. There's, you know, God's ways are not our ways. His ways are much higher than ours. And so sometimes it's just hard to find his ways. Amen. Because God is above and we're beneath. Hallelujah. You know. um, So the pattern that God sets. The reason why he sets it. I mean, just in this life alone, we live by patterns. Amen. Just in the business I'm in as a contractor to build a house, I need a pattern. I have to have a set of blueprints. Down to the the old lady at the house about to sew a dress. Amen. She's got to have a pattern. Amen. Praise God. You know, in this life, you need patterns. Amen. That's just the way life is. Amen. So God has set things in motion. Amen. He has set patterns for us so that we will be without excuses. Amen. Praise God. One example of a pattern was the pattern of the tabernacle. Amen. It was patterned after what? After Christ. Amen. It was a shadow of the things in heaven. Amen. And so God has given us everything we need pertaining to this life. Amen. There is no confusion when it comes to his word. Amen. 
There is no confusion. In the very beginning, you can see it in creation. The plan of salvation was there. Amen. You know, it took the spirit to come up on the deep for the earth to bring life. Amen. You know, it was void. You know, it was, you know, it was without form or shape, you know. And that's how it is when God comes in our lives. That's the way our lives are. You know, before Christ, you know, I was void. I was, you know, um, just wandering aimlessly, a slave to unrighteousness, you know, until God got a hold of me. Amen. Praise God. And when God got a hold of me, the first thing he did, he gave me his spirit. And when he gave me his spirit, he separated the darkness from the light in my life. Amen. You know, that's the God that we serve. So his pattern is displayed all throughout creation. He's always set things in motions so that we can understand and see his ways. Amen. Praise God. Another one of the patterns God have is that he sets seasons. You know, um, the best climates to live in um, is, you know, uh, typical, the mid-latitudes when it comes to the earth. The earth is tilted on its axis. Amen. Praise God. Um, help me, you know. And so you have the North Pole and you have the South Pole. Well, those places are very inhospitable, you know. Why? Because they're on opposite ends. They further away from the sun. Amen. And so they tend to just breed cold and darkness. Amen. And so seasons, you know, God speaks up all throughout the Bible. He talks about seasons, you know, harvest seasons. Amen. The scripture that I open up with, um, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. And, 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 and Ecclesiastes, the author talks about, hey, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to break down, a time to build. I'm not going to read everything, but I'm just going to give you some of the... Um, just try to bring the point uh, with the with what the man is saying. War, a time of war, and there's a time of peace, a time to tear down, and a time to mend. Amen. And so those seasons are set there for a reason. With, uh, too much of one season is not good. Amen. Praise God. You have to have a balance when it comes to life. Amen. Isn't that right? Amen. It's not good for the crops to have one season. It's not good for the insects. Amen. It's not good for the trees and the plants of the fields, amen, praise God, to just have one season, amen. It doesn't work, amen. God is the God of understanding, amen. And so he has displayed his pattern across the earth, even in the natural things, and then we have his word, amen, praise God. And so, and so in seasons... That is a part of God's pattern. Amen. And then another part of God's pattern is called process. Everything goes through a process. This church has been through a process. Amen. Praise God. Uh, that is the displayed in his pattern. Amen. Uh, on the first day was light created. On the second day, the sky. On the Third day, the dry land, the seas, the plants, and the trees. Amen. Praise God. Some people say that happened in a 24-hour period, you know. Well, it's not a heaven and hell issue, you know. God, If God wanted, he could have done it in a 24-hour period. But when you look at God's pattern, most likely it, 
It happened over thousands of years because the Bible say a day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years as a day. God is in eternity. Amen. God's view of time is different from ours. Amen. For time in him doesn't exist. Amen. God is outside of time. Time was created for you and I. That 24-hour period was made for you and I. Amen. Praise God. So maybe it went through, the earth went through the process. Amen. Um, and how do you say that, Brother Lede? Well, before man could come, you know, he had to put the animals, he had to put the trees, it had to reproduce after its kind. That might have took many, many years for that to happen. I don't know. God doesn't give us. He didn't think it was that important to give it to us. Amen. Some things he left out because it's not that important. Amen. There's a lot of things he left out about Jesus. He said if, the, if, if, if everything was written about him, the volume of the books could not contain them. That's what the Bible says. Amen. God gives us what we need. Amen. As we need it. Amen. You know, praise God. The Bible says that Christ came what? In the fullness of time. He didn't come at the beginning. He came in the fullness of time. Amen. Praise God. Um. And everybody's like, well, what would that mean, Brother Lede? Amen. The world had to be ready to receive him. The, the environment, the, the, uh, the issues that was going on, it had to build up to that time for the Christ to come. God, at the right time, you know, came, you know, to this earth. Amen. Praise God. And so um, the guy started off with a whole generation of people. He started off with an Adam and an Eve. Amen. And from that process began. You know, amen. Am I making sense? I'm trying to build up to a point, church. I'm trying to get this to make sense to you, the message that I want to give. And I would like to title this message, The Way Up is Down. <laughs> Amen. The Way Up is Down. You know, God has an unconventional way of doing things. That His pattern is consistent, and one of his consistencies is that He's very unconventional. He doesn't do things the way we think they should be due. We should do it. Amen. Amen. And so the way up is the, is, is, is the, the way up is to go down. Amen. And all throughout the Bible, it speaks of that. Uh, Christ descended before what? He could what? Ascend. Amen. Praise God. Um. John said, I must decrease so that he can increase. Um, uh, John 12, 24 says, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces what? Many seeds. And that's the message I want to try to get out today, church. Amen. God wants to elevate this church. Amen. You've seen the process of what it took just to get this building in order. Now we're about to move to the next level of the new building. And the new building is what? So we can have a bigger building and say, whoa, look at our building, how big and beautiful it is on this corner next to McDonald's and Walmart. Amen. It's about people. What's the mission of? Mission is what? Jesus, people, and missions. Amen. Praise God. And so in order for the church to grow, guess what? The people have to grow. We have to be moved to the next level. Amen. Come on. Remember the pattern of God. Remember process. Amen. Nobody likes to hear about process, but process is part of what God does. Amen. It's the, God knows what's best. 
He knows what works better for you and you. He knows what's best for you. Amen. Look at the ugliness of the cross. Even Christ said, if there be another way, isn't there another way we can go besides this? No, he had to go the way of the cross. I remember, what, you know, I was um, very close to a pastor, the church we came out of, and the church went through an ugly split. Amen. And, uh, you know, that was like my beginning, and that was my, my home church. And I remember I cried out to the Lord, and, and, and I cried, and I said, Lord, you know, explain this to me. I know you don't have to explain anything. You're sovereign. You do what you please. You do what's best. Some things we're never going to know. Right. Amen. Until we get to the other side. But God worked all those things out for what? For the good, for those that what? That love him. Amen. No matter how ugly it is, it has a reason. It has a purpose. Look at the ugliness of the cross. Amen. Christ couldn't have all power and authority has been given unto me. Amen. Praise God. You, you know, that came through what? The cross, his death, burial, and resurrection. Amen. Praise God. And so I remember I said, Lord, I cried. I said, Lord, you got to give me something. And the Lord pointed to me. He said, look, look at the ugliness of the cross. Amen. He said, look, look, look what Christ had to go through. Look what I had to go through. Um, and, and I said, Lord, I understand. Amen. Some things we may not understand. Now, hindsight is 2020. And I look back. Amen. Many of us that came out of that split, you know, we all in different areas, different churches, helping with the ministry. Some are pastors, some are preachers, some are teachers, you know. Um, why? Because if, you know, sometimes, I mean, look, look at the early persecution of the church. When Satan tried to destroy the church, it backfired in his face. Amen. Praise God. Because when they persecuted the church, what did it do? It spread the gospel. Amen. The, you know, people were content, you know, kind of like Peter, you know, uh, let us build three houses, Lord. And uh, notice when the vision, the Lord had the vision, the vision was displayed before them. Um, and God was talking with Moses and he said, uh, 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 Peter, Peter said, this is good. Let us build three houses for them. And as soon as he said that, guess what happened? The vision went away. Amen. And, you know, that's the mindset of us. Amen. Praise God. We want to just, uh, just me alone, my house. Let's just, uh, you know. And, and the Lord said, no, no, no. You're going to spread this gospel. I command you to go out and preach the word. There is, this is a broken world. People need Jesus. Amen. If we need a bigger building to house them, then that's what we're going to do. Amen. Praise God. You know. And so, and so Peter wanted to build three houses. That's the mindset of the church. Amen. Praise God. We just want to house it. We just want it for our families. We want a certain people to look a certain way and, and act a certain way. Amen. Praise God. We don't want to go outside of our box. Amen. But I got news for you. God's going to start turning some things upside down. Amen. Praise God. To get us outside of our box. Amen. Praise God. And so... Um, and so there's many in here that want promotions, amen, and God is willing to promote. And you're talking to a man here that has been promoted many a times, but I'm going to tell you, along with that promotion, I had to go through hell, amen. And so remember what I said, the title of this lesson, amen. To go up, you got to go first, go what? You got to go down, amen, praise God. For every mountaintop, 
there's a valley. Amen. Praise God. You know, you meet God on the mountaintop, but he meets you in the valleys. Amen. Praise God. And I'm going to give you an example of two, two, two kings in the Bible, which is the, uh, the, the, the pinnacle of the perfect example of what to do and what not to do and how God knows what's best for you. Amen. Praise God. God's looking for a few good men. Amen. Is there any dreamers in the body? Amen. Is there anybody that's, that have goals they would like to, like to achieve, but that can only come through God's help? Amen. Praise God. Are you willing to go through the training process? Huh? Amen. There's nothing wrong with being a dreamer. God loves dreamers. Amen. I remember when I had a dream about 30 years ago, and uh, the dream was awesome. I'm like, oh, this is too big. So I, in the dream, the vision, um, I saw this tree, and it was beautiful, and it was in the forest, and it had all the birds and the animals in the branches, something familiar. You know, it's one thing you could, I can relate that dream to some place in the Bible, because Nebuchadnezzar was considered a tree. Amen. And in the tree dwelt what? Birds and animals and everything. Amen. And so in the dream, in the dream, uh, the tree was so tall, it was beautiful, it was set apart. And so I was standing with this tall, tall guy, and uh, he said, come and look at this. And he said, come closer, hear what the people are saying. And, uh, and they were saying, only God could have done this, only God, only God. And I said, wow. And I looked at the tree, I said, wow, only God could have done that. And then at the base where the root was, um, the base of the trunk, it was kind of crooked. And in my mind, I say, as if it had some struggles coming up. It looked like at one point it wasn't going to make it, you know. But God raised it up, and he left that scar. Amen. Praise God. Kind of like Christ, huh? When they turn to him, they're going to say, what are those nail scars in your hand? What is this wound in your side? He said, I was wounded, what, in the house of what? Of a friend. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And so, of course, I did like Joseph. I did like Abraham and Sarah. I ran with the vision. Amen. But you know what? God knew that. You know, there is a, a thing called predestination. Nobody talks about that because it's kind of it's skirting on, hey, well, wait a minute. We're free wills and we, yes. We are. But God works within our wills. He woven the bad, the good, and the ugly, and he makes it part of his plan. You know, that's the part of the process, church. To get us to the end game process, there's an end game in processing something. Amen. To build a product. Amen. And what's that product, that image he's building? That we be conforming to what? The likeness of what? His son. Amen. Praise God. And so that's the way God works. There's no way around it. Amen. There's no such thing. I, I, I hate going to Circle K. I'm standing in line with my Red Bull and my Reese's Pieces. And I got to pay for my gas. And I got three people in line getting tickets to the lottery. Every now and then, I like to go eat at the casinos. 
Yes, I do eat at the casino. Y'all can pray me through after the service. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Why? That's where those good buffets are. The snow crabs and crawfish, unlimited. Biloxi over here, Gulfport. Amen. They know. Amen. I was just there this weekend. Amen. Praise God. And when you and I, when you walk in that casino, you can feel that spirit of just greed. I mean, they be rolling them in in the wheelchairs and with the, the air machine. Like, and, and, and I'm like, I'm sitting there, and they're beelining toward that, that spending, taking, uh, that casino's taking all their money. Amen. Praise God. Why? Because it, it's, it's, it's prospering off of their greed. Amen. If you look at that nice, beautiful building, all the security and everything that works, all that's got to get paid for. All that plush carpet and nice restrooms you can move in and live in, you know. That, amen. That's that good money. Amen. Why? Because people are trying to take the shortcut. Amen. Not everybody is meant to have money. Amen. Praise God. Not everybody is meant to be engineers. Amen. We got to have somebody to pick up the garbage. We got to have someone to cook at McDonald's. Amen. You know, whatever you do, no, just do it in faith. Give it your best. Amen. Amen. That's the cycle of the world. Amen. Praise God. Well, let me not lose track. I'm chasing rabbits. Amen. But, um, but they don't tell you when they show that billboard, you know, I won 100000 But they don't show you to that one person the hundreds of thousands of people that lost their savings, lost their houses, lost their families because, of, because they become a, a gambling addict, a addict, you know, in gambling. Amen. Praise God. And so, with God, it doesn't work like that. When they started LifePoint, before it became Bethesda, it started with two people. <laughs> and, no, actually, four people. Five. Okay, that's it, five. Amen. Five people. Sister Valerie, Brother Donovan, and the kids. Amen. You see God's pattern? They had to build upon that. They had to, by faith, through the process, to get to base one, then the next level, and then the next level. And here we are here. Amen. Bethesda, praise God. Now, uh, Life Point went through a phase, a cycle. Amen. You know, God had to scatter. He had to gather to move out. So what? So that it's about his business. Amen. He's the vice president. He's the VP. Amen. He knows what's best for the company. Amen. Sometimes I have to make hard decisions in business that the fellow workers don't understand and won't understand. Amen. But I, I'm looking at the big picture. I have to do what's best for the company. Amen. And that's the way God works. Amen. And so there's no way of getting around process. Amen. Process can be ugly at times. Process involves what? Testing. Testing is a part of life. Come on, the kids, they got to test to go to the next level. Amen. Look at them over there. They're green. Said so tell you about it. Amen. Ask him about that math he's having struggling with right now. Amen. Praise God. So y'all pray, pray for him today. Amen. We got to pray him through on that. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. And so in life, you have to go to test. To get to the next level, you have to do a test. 
To get an LSU, you have to do what? You have to do, you have to test to see if you're able to go to that school. Amen. Amen. And so I'm going to give you an example of two people in the Bible, two kings. And that's King Saul and King David. David was a man after God's own heart. King Saul was a man after the people's heart. Amen. So sometimes God, in his pattern of things, amen, Moses says, show me your glory, God. God said, well, okay, I'm going to hide you in the cleft of the rocks, and, uh, and I'm going to show you my hinder parts. Well, we know that God doesn't have them. Hind parts, amen, praise God. <laughs> praise God. He's a spirit. He's not a man, amen. But what did he show Moses? The Bible says that um, we, we believe that, that Moses wrote the fi- first five books of the Bible. It's called the Pentateuch. Amen. So Moses wrote it by creation. He was the one on the first day, the second day. It was Moses that wrote those things. It was God that showed him that. The only way you, you see God's glory is by the display of the heavenly things or where his people display his image. And that's the glory of God. And so God wants to take this church to the next level. We've got to get out of the natural and we've got to start moving in the supernatural. Amen. We got to start praying about the gifts and put them in operations. Amen. There's people sitting here, some very powerful people, because I've met some of them, and you would have never known until you you fellowship with them, and you find out, man, wow, brother, you should be to the forefront. You should be using that for the body. You know, when, when we're not using what God has given us, amen, the body lacks. Amen. Praise God. Who have the gift of healing Is it, or the gift of miracles? Are you just sitting here and just unsure of yourself? Amen. Well, God have a way of raising you to the next level. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And in order for the church to go to the next level, we have to go to the next level. You can't put new wine in old wine skin. You know, Jesus made it clear. Amen. And so if we want this building busting at the seams, amen, we've got to be in, the, in full operation. Amen. Praise God. Everybody contributes. Everybody has something to do. Everyone, God has given gifts and talents. Amen. We all have them. Amen. Don't be like the one that buried his. Amen. Yes, there must going to be some misuse, some, some abuse. Amen. Praise God. The Bible says exercise it. Amen. But David was a man after God's heart. Saul was a man after the heart of the people. He gave the people what they wanted. And they made it clear. They said, we want a king like the other nations. They rejected Samuel. And sometimes... God will give you what you want, even though it's, it's not the best thing for you. Amen. Praise God. And so the people got what they wanted. And so the Bible puts focus on he was head above shoulders. He was handsome. He was a good-looking man. Amen. He was tall and handsome. He had all the outward features that people liked. 
Kind of sound like our politicians, huh? America, huh? We, you know, we vote on presidents on the way they look. Amen. <laughs> oh, he's a handsome guy. Yeah, we're going to go with this one here, you know? He's a good-looking guy. Amen. And so the Bible says that man looks on the outward, but God looks on the inward parts. Amen. And so, and so, um, so let's go to David. David was a man after God's own heart. David was given the kingdom. Let me back up. Saul was given the kingdom. David was processed for the kingdom. Amen. Saul, it was given to him, and David had to go through the process. Through Saul's disobedience, the kingdom was given to David at that moment. Amen. And then all things <laughs> went to hell, so to speak. <laughs> Amen. And so in the dream that I had, I didn't finish telling you, so when I took the dream and I ran with us, I went to try to open my first business with a little car lot on um, Willow Street. Monica's laughing because she remember that. It was... Uh, and... Um, was with her ex, amen. Uh, <laughs> and so, um, so that was disastrous. God didn't tell me to do that, but he knew it was going to take that failure to get me out, amen, praise God. And so I tried to make things happen, and it would not happen, amen. Kind of like Abraham and Sarah, you know, they try to fulfill the promise, you know, Praise God. There's so much. There's so much to this. And, um, of course, that was a complete failure. But I didn't know that I would be moving to Baton Rouge a year later. I didn't know that he was going to put me working at Home Depot. And I didn't want to be there. So when I went in there, I applied for the job. I said, you hired. I went back home. I'm not working there, Lord. Just got me a brand new apartment, and the bills are due. Rent is due. And I said, Lord, I need some money. <laughs> I got to pay these bills. I'm going to be homeless. I need a job. The Lord said, I gave you a job. So I had to humble myself. Went back to 80, um, 84, um, Home Depot and worked there for five years. But I didn't know that was part of my training. I had to go through the process. There was times I had to ride my bike to work. When the car was broken, I was struggling, trying to make ends meet. And I was like, Lord, you can have that dream <laughs> if this is what I got to go through. But I had to go through that training. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. One thing about a test and a trial, nothing goes right. Everything is wrong. Everything you do is wrong. Amen. You prayed about something, and you felt that was the answer, and you find out that was the wrong answer. But God allowed you to walk into it. Amen. But the place where God has put me at now all that training, I needed that. Amen. I needed that 
to go to the next level. Amen. I couldn't see it. I couldn't understand it. Amen. That's why God has loved patterns, y'all. He loved the pattern of his word. His word is unchangeable. It's immutable. God does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's an anchor. It's a sure thing. That's why it's so important for you to get that word inside of you. Start to read the word and pray and hold God to his word. You got to try him. You got to test him. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And so, and so here David is. We know the story of King David. He slayed a giant. Saul has killed a thousand. David killed ten thousand. That did not go well at all. Guys, guys, no, 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 no. Amen. And of course, Saul became jealous. And that was all part of God's plan. Come on, y'all. You know the devil is just, it's just a tool before the Lord. The Bible says he makes the, the blacksmith. <laughs> Amen. He's not equal to God. Pharaoh, he raised up for such a time as this. It was the hardness of Pharaoh's heart that displayed the glory of God. If it had not been for Pharaoh's hardness, the people would have never known the glory of God. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, you can clap if you want. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, Pharaoh made a stand before the Lord and say, you made me that way. Oh, the Lord's going to say, hey, no, you're predestined, buddy. I knew you were going to make, you weren't going to, you, you were stubborn and you weren't going to repent. So I put you in that position for my people. And you know, that's how God is with us. Amen. He puts us in positions. Amen. Praise God. He has a plan. He has a plan for you. Just like there are seasons. Everybody have different seasons in their lives. Some may be experiencing winter. Some experiencing spring, summer, and fall. Amen. Praise God. So I'm preaching to everybody. Amen. And so David had to learn lessons in the wilderness. David had to be humble. David had the same traits as uh, Saul. I mean, his brother saw it in him. When, when David came to see the battle, we said, we know that your heart is wicked, and we know that you're prideful. <laughs> That's basically what they said. And you're nosy. <laughs> Amen. And we've seen a glimpse of what David was capable of, you know. I mean, look at Bathsheba. Amen. But David had to go through the wilderness. Amen. In that wilderness, God proved himself faithful to David over and over again. David learned things in the valley that he never would have learned at the mountaintop. His confidence in God was unshakable. Amen. Every decision David had to make, he had to inquire of the Lord. Should I? Should I go? The Lord said, yes, go. Amen. It formed a close relationship, a close bond with the Lord. Amen. God was preparing him. You know, when God wants to take you to the next level, it's not for yourself. 
It's not for you to bigger, bigger, bigger born and, and be gloating over every, all your possessions. Amen. It's for the people. God needed a man so he could bless his people. Amen. That's why we have to be in prayer for Brother Donovan and Sister Valerie. Amen. Don't think when you see the, the glory of them sitting on that pulpit, you don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Amen. You don't know what they're going through. Amen. So we got to keep them in our prayers. I've seen too many church splits. I've seen the enemy come in and, and, and sow a seed of discord and that thing take off and, and explodes. Amen. Praise God. And so uh, David built his confidence in the Lord in the valleys. Amen. That his confidence was unshakable when it came to God. God was more important. God's will for his life was more important than David's ego. And David understood that. One of the lessons David learned, amen, when Nabal, when his feelings got hurt, David had to learn to live outside of his feelings. Amen. When Nabal wouldn't give them anything to eat in the wilderness, so they were naked. Uh, well, I wouldn't say naked, but, um, 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 you know, starving, hungry, living in caves, running for their lives. God gave him a, a bunch of misfits that he had to shepherd in the wilderness. Amen. But David was going to kill Nabal until, um, until Nabal's wife confronted him and said, do not do this evil in the sight of the Lord. Amen. And David had to repent. David had many opportunities to kill Saul, but he held back the sword. He said, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. David learned things in the wilderness that he had. He learned that. That if it's going to come, but you know, we know promotion doesn't come from the east or the west. The Bible says it comes from the north. It comes from God. When God is willing and ready to elevate you, amen, it is God's doing. Amen. He is the source. Amen. And so David had to learn that. Wait on God. Let God avenge him, you know. And so look at Saul. The prophet anointed him as king. Amen. He was given the kingdom without process. A man after the people's heart. They wanted to be like the other nation, nations. And we know the story behind Saul. He was a failure, spiritual suicide, and, and, and eventually a natural suicide death. Amen. Saul had the outward appearance of what most people wanted. In 1 Samuel 10, it's in verse 1, it says, he gave Israel what they wanted, a king after their own heart, and they would suffer for it. Amen. Saul's had many flaws, character flaws, self-exaltation, self-deception, jealousy, disobedient, prideful. The Bible says pride comes before what? A fall. Amen. God warned him. The prophet warned him. He gave Saul many chances to repent and turn away. But Saul did not. Amen. Why? Because his pride was in the way. His pride would not let him repent. Amen. Church, amen. Praise God. You know, 
Pride is our enemy. Amen. And every one of us have to deal with it. Amen. And so, time's sake, somebody keep me, keep me track. My wife's let me know already. Amen. And so, I'm, I, I would like to go further, but I'm going to stop here for time's sake. Amen. Um, I had, during my, my time of fasting and prayer, I had a dream. And you know, church, we got to, we got to get into the gifts of operation. Those are benefits in having those gifts. Those are weapons. The Bible said put on the full arm of God. You know, amen. The sword of the spirit, the shield of faith, amen. You got to become fully equipped. He has given us all those things, not for us to shun it, say, ooh, that's spooky, or ooh, this ain't right, you know. Or, so to speak, you throw it out, the baby with the bath water because the, because the abusiveness of it, of people that are using that stuff, all that fakey stuff on TBN and all that crap there, you know, that's just, you know. And so we have shunned and, 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 and ran away from that. But God still speaks through dreams. You see it in the New Testament. Peter would have never had the encounter with the first Gentile to be, to be saved. Amen. If it had not come through what a vision or a dream. Amen. That is God's word. Amen. So you got to use what God has given you. Don't be afraid of it. Amen. Praise God. Learn to discern what's God and what's not. Amen. And so in the dream, the Lord showed me it, there, was, there was four Lazarus in the body. And, uh, and we, we put a rod over them. We prayed. And they came to life. And it was for them. So I don't know who this is in the body. I don't know if it's a, if it's a spiritual dead or if it's a, um, a dream dead or something. Amen. I have no idea. But the Lord showed me there was four people in the body that he was going to resurrect. Amen. Praise, Praise God. Praise. And so during our time of prayer, like Sister Valerie said, there's some, some folks that's got to get prayed for. And I want to go ahead and close on this. Um, Christ was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering, familiar with pain. Like one from one people, hide their faces. He was despised, and we held them in low esteem. Although he was a son, the Bible says he learned obedience from what he suffered. Amen. And I'm going to leave it at that. Amen. Praise God. And so I want to leave the altar open. There's some prayers that I know that need to be prayed, some people that are sick, that need healing. Church, I need you to exercise your faith. I need you to be, you know, have confidence in the Lord. Amen. Uh, the Bible says, if any sick among them, he said, let the elders of the church, what? Pray. Amen. Pray for them. So uh, we can have the corral come up here and um, the altar is open. Sister Val, I'm going to let you come on and take over from here. Thank you for joining us. And for more information, you can visit us at GoBethesda.com. You can also visit us in person at 15050 Daigle Road, Prairieville, Louisiana. Services are at 10 a.m. Sunday and 7 p.m. on Wednesday.